Kopitiam Conversations. This is Kopitiam Conversations. I'm your host, Winston. This is episode 9 and my guest is Daniel Mock. Daniel Mock is a freelance advertising copywriter and scriptwriter by day and comic artist by night. In his work, he has written for award-winning ads, short films, web series, a feature film and more. He marries his love for words, doodling, stories and jokes through his mockumentary online comics, which have spawned several viral hits such as the Don't Let Your Dreams Become Memes series. Sometimes dark, sometimes heartwarming and sometimes borderline controversial, his comics offer a humorous insight into Malaysian life, current issues, anecdotes and more. Hi, good evening, Daniel. Uh, thank you for appearing at Kopitiam Conversations. Your initial training was in advertising and graphic design, and you have been a copywriter for slightly more than a decade now. When did you realize you were gifted in words and decided to pursue it as a career? I mean, you have a knack for telling jokes and puns and making daddy jokes and all that. So uh, how did you actually embark on this career? Okay, uh, so some background myself. I was in one academy of all places, lah. One academy, uh, where I was uh, uh, learning advertising and graphic design. So at that point, I was still quite fixed, lah. Okay, when I graduate, I'm gonna be a graphic designer. But but actually, since young, I like stories and all that, lah. But for me, you know, what what can I do with that? With writing all that. So for me, okay, since I like creative stuff, I'll be a graphic designer. I'll do ads and all that. So that's what I was working towards then i recall there was one class where uh it was a presentation class so the thing with uh one academy students in my day lah maybe now different uh <laughs> they they love art they love drawing mm-hmm. and designing but right. they hate presentations nobody <laughs> likes to do presentation so i'm you know every group mate that's that guy lah i'm the guy who presents lah. oh okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, right 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 so uh, I presented for that that subject and then after that the lecturer he just came and spoke to me like hey I think you did really well uh, I really like your points uh, it's so cool the way you told the story so that I, I feel you have the potential to be a copywriter and I was like huh what, what is copywriter and then he started sharing me or oh, copywriting is writing for ads or that and right. he even gave me a contact for a advertising academy a copywriters training academy it's called nice, 95% nice. oh yeah. okay yeah 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 95% yeah yeah I think yeah. yeah now I think they're doing more on uh, uh like corporate training but back then they were training copywriters yeah. uh so after graduating to cut a long story short I went for the training three months and then okay uh finish it but at that time i was still like choosing uh, graphic design or copywriting uh and so happened my brother he was doing client servicing he serviced right. an agent their copywriter had just left at that moment so he said hey they are looking for a copywriter you are trying to apply then uh okay la, okay la, i just apply mm. and then uh i went in and the boss he was also a writer uh, by trade and he he taught me the ropes la. I, I think right. your first company is always very important to mm-hmm. yep. kind of like set the course uh, and yeah. I really give thanks I got to enter that agency I really learned how to write uh, for advertisements which is very different from writing stories la. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah and, and from there I just went on and on until today I'm still doing copywriting it's I so, so how long were you in that company for? 
I was there for actually just one year. One year. Yeah. Okay. Then I moved to another agency for two years plus. Mm-hmm. And then I came out to freelance. So after three years, then you you were ready to freelance already? Uh, yeah, but um, the way I freelance is actually quite like working with different companies lah. I work right. with a lot of my my previous agencies and all that. So uh so I often joke to people, I you know people say oh freelance you are your own boss. I say oh no, actually I'm working for many different bosses. Yep. So so yeah yeah, I'm very thankful for that lah. That that uh throughout the course of my career there've always been people and companies who have given me lots of opportunities mm-hmm. and and yeah, help me to grow. With the many opportunities, of course, you know, there came a time whereby a very important door opened for you. So you have won several awards together with Genie Boy TV. I think all Malaysians know Genie Boy TV. Lah. I think we watch the, the videos on YouTube, you know, on advertisements on TV, right? So you have won several awards together with Genie Boy TV, including writing for their YouTube short films, skits, web series, feature films, and also together with Ruben Kang's Imagineer Films uh, for your creative work on video ads for companies like Taylor's University, Gamuda Gardens, and Sunway Malls. Yeah, I think those brands, I think, familiar among Malaysians. Now, clearly these video ads were noted for its inspired storytelling, right? If anything, I say that the storylines are actually very good, very uh, um, unpredictable, very unassuming, but you know, you get the point across. So where do you get all these inspirations from? Um, okay, then I will say this comes to the next phase of my career right. uh, where I started working at Genie Boy TV in mm-hmm. 2014 uh, for the YouTube uh, uh, skits and all that. Lah. But right. uh, 2017 was where I really uh, worked more frequently with them uh, for their feature film. Uh, I think that was when I first started learning script writing right. screen or screenplay writing, mm-hmm. which is another different ball game. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm not a film student or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. When I watch film, I don't think one. Uh, but but yeah, uh, that's where I learn things like, you know, 3X structure, that right. how to uh, character motivation, blah, 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 all right. that, and how right. to really craft a story. So, so previously, when I was younger, I write stories. I just, whatever I think of, I just write and write and write. But now I'm learning to make it structured. Mm-hmm. Uh, at certain points, things need to happen. To, right. to keep the audience interested. So so I find very, wow. So there's still so much I'm learning at, at such a uh, senior age. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the ads, I think one great inspiration for us is always the Thai ads. Mm, uh, because yes. mm. you know those classic Thai ads, like after 10 years, we are still forwarding them. We are still oh, laughing yes, at yes. them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crying. Yeah, yeah. All oh, those ads, yeah. We, we don't speak a single word of Thai. We, yeah. we are not very familiar with the culture, but it's, it's just so universal. It really pulls oh, yeah. uh, your heartstrings. So uh, I, I think what we do a lot is we watch these uh, things that we like, ads mm-hmm. or Thai ads or festive ads, movies, all that. Uh, right. And we break it down. Like, okay, why is it good? We, we don't just say, oh, this is so good. I wish I do it. But why is it good? What makes it good? And then how do they go about it? You mm-hmm. we we break it down. La. So right. I think that's where the inspiration comes from. Inspiration doesn't just come out of the blue, but it has a groundwork of structure. All right. 
like like okay maybe i just give an example so that you you can have more context uh, for instance we look at some thai ads and we realize one thing in thai ads the protagonist yep. is not yep. the protagonist in the film it's us okay it's the right. viewer mm-hmm. uh, what always happens in thai ads is that there'll be this guy he's doing his thing and then you feel like you you will see in a negative way hey why is this guy so weird why is he such a bad father such a bad uh, son or whatever right and then right. you will judge him and they will show you people judging him so you are in kind of judge as well mm-hmm. and then suddenly dong the review oh he was doing it all along because he loved his daughter or because his mom had cancer or something right and then you realize oh i shouldn't have judged i'm the oh man so actually the protagonist is us as the yeah. viewer we are the ones who change from the uh, at the end of the ad the the person doing it just goes about their daily life mm. so that is one example of something very interesting we we realize right. uh, so so yeah this sort of uh, breaking down and copying the structure i'll say mm-hmm. yep. okay well I never really thought about it that way that um Uh, they actually put the um, audience as the protagonist but now that you you uh, put it that way right mind blown <laughs> it's like wow yeah come to think of it you're right <laughs> oh my gosh right right yeah. yeah we watched a few and we were like hey that is kind of like a, a formula they always use and oh, yeah, it works yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and to think that we've we seen it all and 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 now you you raise this thing up it's like oh my goodness yeah you're right Boom. such a awakening for me right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's why creative uh things are always so amazing uh. like once yeah. you figure out the the clue like oh it's like you solve a mystery oh yeah and then you watch it uh, more than once and then you get a different message out of it again and it's like mm. yeah, you want to watch it again and all <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah of course what about yasmin ahmad i'm sure she's a, a hero to a lot of malaysians and all that was any of her work inspiration to you as well oh yes definitely that i love her work i love how it's always so down to earth so humble right. uh, and and that's what we realize also the power of setting mm-hmm. uh if you notice her works are rarely uh very urban very uh sorry subang kind of settings right always, <laughs> even for ads, they mm-hmm. they tend to feature a lot of the poorer community right. uh i don't think it's because you know people they are all poor what but these sort of stories do genuinely tug at the heartstrings more right, and right. it's more real it, it it speaks to us it makes us want to uh, journey with the characters and so forth mm. so, so I think Yasmin does that very very well the uh, very simple kind of storytelling in a very simple setting that uh, once you look at the first uh, picture you can immediately you, you are hooked you know as simple as oh, yeah. four ladies at a Uh, old folks home uh, mm. bragging yeah yeah everyone is just like oh hope. what are these four ladies gonna do uh? yeah yeah uh. Mm. interesting because um now we see during the festive seasons right a lot of ads are also following down that route as well a lot of storytelling and all that so ever thought that maybe your ads may be uh, a little I won't say I won't use the word saturated, but it's getting a bit crowded in that uh, advertising space. Do you ever thought that you would be, you know, one of those voices in there now? Have you ever thought that maybe now, now there's so many other brands that are employing people who are doing storytelling, their advertisements, yeah. So how do you stand out from 
the rest. Ah, oh, okay, okay, got it. Um, I think at the core of it, storytelling will always uh be powerful. It we always have a a a pull in it because right. uh, stories are something that we you know the moment I just say oh let me tell you a story. My mom once ah. Uh, Immediately, you're hooked already. Uh, yeah, right. More so than than yeah. If I say oh, according to the latest research, blah blah blah, all that. Um. So I I feel that uh when you you use stories and you tell it well with a proper understanding of how the structure works, uh, it is something that's definitely very powerful. Uh, I would say even though there are many ads right now that are doing this sort of narrative structure, right. not all of them are doing it well. Uh, in in fact, I believe that. It used to be done even better. Now, uh, sadly, a lot of the newer uh, directors or filmmakers tend to focus more on the the styling, the camera was wow, rotate here, there, very cool shots and angles. Right. Uh, yeah, but but somehow the the soul of it, the story is is uh, a bit more diluted lah. It's not right. the main focus. So they went for the stylistics and sacrificed the storytelling lah. Yeah, yeah. I I guess yeah. It's just a uh, you know, uh, a product of the times lah. Where where younger audience, younger uh mm. people who grew up, they are more exposed to this sort of very stylistic kind of treatment, compared right. to our times when we are more exposed to stories. Cause our time there's no technology to shoot it stylistically. Yeah. So they can only use stories. It's all about storytelling. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, it doesn't really bother you that a lot of brands are employing all these, you know, um, storytelling kind of ads, lah. Because you know what you are coming from is uh, what you're doing is, you know, still a little different from the rest because your focus is not so much on the style but more on the story itself, right? Yes, yes, and I believe uh, there's always room for creative works, lah. Like uh, the the more we have, then the more the whole scene will flourish, will grow. Uh. Uh, don't think there should be a need to feel you know very in- competitive, very insecure. Oh, they are doing better than us and so on. Mm. I think yeah, the more people produce great ideas, right. uh, the more yeah exposure we get. We also learn from them, and yeah, I I think that that's what art scenes need lah to uh, have a community, yeah, correct. to collaborate. Yeah, mm. excellent. Not many people know this, but you had taken on a different track recently, and started developing your own brand of Malaysian memes through your Instagram account and also your Facebook page called the Mockumentary. I think it's you had it running for about two years now, right? But more recently, I think you you have you know what we call you know viral status like we call it like um, your work has gone viral, and of course. Uh, Viewership has increased. Following your "Don't let your dreams become memes," I think that was that that one post that you know um made you like gone viral like in that way, yeah. And it's shared by Malaysians a lot, and even uh more recent ones as well are also shared a lot by you know even uh you know circles like my students and all that sort of thing. So they've been sharing your the mockumentary memes and all. So was the mockumentary an outlet? For your graphic design, when you were a copywriter, um, okay, I I guess yes and no. Uh, I I still see myself as a writer who draws, not like a pure artist, because right. uh, 
I think coming from an art college, I, I I know how amazing, how great all these artists are, and mm-hmm. I sometimes I feel paisa, uh, I feel shy to <laughs> call myself artist. Uh, later, the real artists come and whack me. So, <laughs> so I I would say I I know my strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I'm great in really drawing, drawing. So I'll say I'm more of a writer who draws. In fact, if you notice, most of my art is my comics are very wordplay centric. Uh. Oh uh, yeah, quite yeah. a lot of puns and meme kind of uh styling. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. uh, so I I think that I started drawing because uh it's a easier medium uh, to mm. to to express these ideas that I have. Right. Uh. I always joke that uh, I draw because nobody likes to read. So if I were to like, you know, write all these ideas or what, post on my FB, like nobody read lah. Maybe five people give a like. <laughs> right, so I right. Think, <laughs> I think uh, drawing is is uh, easier lah, easier and uh, more more acceptable to many people. Right. right. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, it started in 2019. I say like I say two years ago because that's mm-hmm. when I got an iPad. Then I tried digital art. And I realized that it hey, actually is quite user friendly, mm. uh, for especially for people who can't draw well like me. Very easy lah. Okay, so but at that time it's just drawing for fun only uh, Okay. Very. It's not random. too bad your artwork. Really, you should give more credit to yourself that your artwork actually. Well, we can tell what is head, what is body, what is leg, what is hands. You know? So I think <laughs> that is generally quite okay already. You know, for most people. But yeah, I understand if you want to call yourself an artist because you know. Uh, well, got people who have higher standard and all that so but yeah you know but your message do come across so i think well done on that yeah oh thank you thank you thank you i'm, I'm still trying to learn and improve lah, to, uh, okay. to uh, look at what other artists do and and yeah lah, learn mm-hmm. it's, it's <laughs> i feel i'm constantly learning lah. there's just so much that i i do not know in right. all areas of my life yeah so you started two years ago but it was only that don't let your dreams become memes and suddenly psh, everything grew exponentially, right? For you, it, it felt mm. like that was the one that that gave you that breakthrough. Yeah, actually, in a way, yes. Uh, uh, before be, before that, uh, I I like I said, I was drawing very at my own time, mm. random stuff. When suddenly I, you know, I driving. Oh, I thought of idea that I just right. draw this. Uh, if not, then uh, I will go for like a few months without drawing anything. Because right. it's all very for myself. Uh, in fact, actually, I did have a few pieces before that that did go pretty viral, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like on Facebook, it got quite a lot of shares or so. Right. Uh, but for me, it's still like, nah, you know, it, it's okay, la, it's okay. Uh, but but because uh, it was MCO, this latest MCO, mm-hmm. or we were really stuck at home, and then uh, Don't Let Your Dreams Become Memes got quite viral. So I thought, uh, you know what? And then a few of my friends also kind of nudged me like, hey, why not you really draw more, do it more seriously? Uh? And then I thought, okay, okay, maybe there is a market for this. It's something right. I can exp- and nothing to lose since MCO, so much time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah, decided to do it more regularly and, and to really try to be serious, like uh, really grow, uh, start a page properly right. and, and uh, grow it. Try to understand what other artists are doing, what sort of content works. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, still in the process. I'll say not not like fully, you know, achieve uh, success or what yet. But but right. yeah, it's a learning curve still. I notice you actually post up quite frequently now. Do you like post every day now? Okay, I 
posted very frequently recently. I'll say because uh, the political scene, there were a lot of uh, updates, a lot of stuff going on. You know, every day like so many new and interesting stuff happen. A lot and of raw materials I, for you to work with. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the paradox of it, uh. The right, more unhappy right. we are, the more creative we get, uh. <laughs> uh, So. So, so yeah, I, I kept randomly getting ideas. You know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, today I'm very busy. I, I should focus on other stuff. Don't draw today. Suddenly, idea come or some new update happen. And I right. go, okay, la, okay, la. I, I just draw and then it happened. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, I would say I don't really set a, a schedule. I must post uh, every day or every two days. But uh, as and when ideas come. And if I'm not too busy... <laughs> Uh, okay, I remember you. You're like you just posted like ten minutes before this uh, podcast started recording, like um, oh. the one about the Malaysian Prime Minister's age and uh, the office workers' <laughs> age and all that. Yeah, so uh. mm, yeah, that was like what ten minutes ago or something like that before you got. You know, yeah, yeah, that, that was like based on a conversation I had with a friend yesterday. Uh, like uh, talking about. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just so weird, lah. In politics, you know, your prime age is after 65 <laughs> and yeah. in every other industry that's like the retirement age yeah oh well but you know without uh dropping too much on politics and all that um well the one that seems to be performing now is quite a young minister actually the one that's really performing i can't say about oh. the rest of, you know the health minister oh. yeah <laughs> yes yes yep okay um, yeah. maybe i will i will you know stop about the politics for now Okay, um, so how has that changed for you now following that don't let your dreams become memes post? I mean, considering you have about, I think uh, last count was um, three days ago, you had about 5k followers each on Facebook and Instagram now. Okay, and of course, uh, your followers do share your artwork on social media. So how has that changed for you as in... Do you feel under pressure to, you know, keep drawing now, or do you feel that you're in a constant need to seek out new ideas, or do you find fans start stalking you now and all that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, not so bad, lah. Not so bad. Uh, okay, I will be lying if I say I didn't feel any pressure. Uh, okay. there, there is sometimes this. Uh, I think we're human. We do feel like, oh wow, there are expectations. Uh, I need to do better than ever before. Um. But but I think there should be a balance also. Uh, to not just uh keep posting for the sake of posting. Right. Uh, I I think I think that's the good thing about comics about arts where where uh it's it's okay if you don't keep uh posting new stuff or whatever. Uh, but as long as it is uh good, there is a message to it. So quality over quantity lah. Mm. Um. For me, the thing is, I am actually quite a slow drawer. I, I realize I draw very slow. I will right. just take forever or just refer online. Oh, what's the best angle to draw this? Uh, then fine tune, make it bigger, smaller, different color. Uh, so I think one thing that I'm learning is to draw faster so that right. I can produce more. Uh, mm. Certain types of work take, take uh, less time, certain take more. So I also plan around that yeah uh, in terms of coming up ideas uh, that one is faster la, I think that one I usually it just comes up when I in bathroom driving or whatever <laughs> right. so okay. so the one that takes long is the execution yeah mm, 
Okay, yeah, I think that's usually the case, lah. So, how long does it usually take you to come up with an idea f- for your post? Like from ideation, you know, thinking up of okay, how to write, what to write, what sort of approach to use, what sort of joke to apply, to the time you actually post it on social media. So, how many hours or how many days before you actually okay, I I got the execution done and I'm ready to post. So on an mm. average, how long from ideation to execute end of execution? Hmm. Okay. Uh, it depends on kind of post. Mm-hmm. The meme kind of post, meme like where you know just uh person A and then compare to person B kind can be quite fast. Actually, those I can just take like two hours plus or three hours. Right. Yeah. To for for the whole thing. Uh, but those with uh, more artwork, uh, like really coloring or that, uh, or or posts with many frames like stories, those can take a few days. Like each frame would take about uh four five hours. So I'll usually draw those like over a few days or over the weekend, something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, another kind of post which I'm doing quite a fair bit now are uh, uh, movie poster parodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those surprisingly can be quite fast also because it's kind of like copying, just right. changing. Yeah. So I'm surprised that those are not too time-consuming as well. Right, right. Yeah, because I guess that one, everything is all in front of you. Right? It's just a matter of tweaking a little bit, intertextuality, parody, and all that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but the other thing I've learned also is that the amount of time spent, effort spent, doesn't translate to quality. There are some works I spend a lot of time on, but you know, so so. But mm-hmm. some like just meme two person standing left and right. Then wow, everyone loves it. So, I, I think it really starts from the idea. Yeah. So what I learned is that uh, make make sure the idea is really good before mm-hmm. I start drawing up, or else I'll be wasting my time. Yeah. So I do usually uh, what, uh my gatekeeper is often my wife. So uh, I ask okay. her, hey, you think it's funny or not? <laughs> yeah. Huh? No funny, oh, then okay, okay, just <laughs> let yeah. it go. Yeah, mm. I think um, I guess for a, a comic and all that that you are you are you know doing, I think two things are you know matters like I suppose I guess relevance as in discussing the here and now, like you said, the political scene and all, and of course mm. the relatability, like whether people can relate to it or not, right? I think that it's these two R's are very important: relevance and relatability, lah. Mm. Mm. Yep. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now your work in the mockumentary draws a lot of inspiration from cartoons like Sailor Moon and all that sort of thing, comics, manga, uh, uh, from the mid 1980s to of course uh, the 2000s and all. Now, what were your favorite cartoons or comics growing up? Um. Okay, I'm the sort of kid who really grew up in front of the TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you and I both. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm I'm the one who you know when I should be doing my homework, I'll be secretly watching TV. Uh, okay. My mom asked me to do homework, I just bring my homework in front of the TV to watch. <laughs> Tell me, Transformers I, I, Generation One is one of them. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, yes. I think that was like my very early age, lah. Yeah. But I, right. I think ones that I really, really grew up with, like I really oh, go crazy over, uh, comic book-wise, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is reflected a lot in my art style, is like Crayon Shin-chan and right. Doraemon. Yeah, I, I realized that it's reflected a lot in my art style. <laughs> the very... Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I think I read a lot of the newspaper comics as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, stuff like Calvin and Hobbes, right. uh, yeah, uh, Zitz, Keys World, all that. Uh, I think those were the stuff that I really loved growing up. Right. In terms of my humor, I think uh, there are a few uh, TV shows particular which I really love. Right. I don't know if I've heard of them, probably. Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs. Uh, Any minutes, yes. Pinky and the brain, no. <laughs> uh, it, so, so I, I realize these are very sarcastic kind of humor. Uh, so, okay. yeah, kind kind of really up my alley. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, do you draw any inspiration from like, like British comics from you know, Bino or Dandy and thing like that? Oh, uh, not really. I I have read those. Uh, but but I won't say those are like the main things I grew up right. around. Uh. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because I, I grew up with a, with a you know fair share of that as well. But of course, you know, I grew up with cartoons oh. like you know Transformers, Generation One, especially. Then of course, yeah. uh, my time, I think which was slightly before your time, was of course Thundercats. Lah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I, I love Thundercats <laughs> as well. My my oh, brother yeah. loved it, so yeah, I love it as well. Yeah. And then of course wow. I was a fan of you know, Marvel comics. Of course, Marvel more than DC. I'm, I'm sure you know um DC fans would, would probably object to this, but I think but for me, I, I guess Marvel resonated with me a little bit more than DC. Like, of course, DC have their Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. But um, for me, Marvel has always been Spider-Man and X-Men. More oh. so than Avengers every now and then a, a little bit like maybe you know, stories of Thor or Iron Man, and that's about it, like, you know. Uh, not very much about the rest and all that. Um, in terms of um, uh, anime and and all, I well, um, I know some of my students and and some of my colleagues are going to hate me for this. <laughs> I'm not so much influenced by you know um, uh, the Japanese comics as much lah. But the cartoons, yes, in the early days and all that, like Voltron. I don't know whether Voltron is is your thing or not, but it's definitely yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. like the the. Japanese version of uh like Transformers like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, the Five Lions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, more like yeah, like the Power Rangers kind of robots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> okay, yep. And then because I I noticed in your um, yeah, one of your memes you had the Mask Rider and all that and and um, oh. Ash and all that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. Like your uh, dreams become memes and like that one. Yeah, so. That's why I noticed that there's uh, inspiration taken from comics and cartoons and all that, right? Mm, I guess there's always that child in all of us. Uh. <laughs> or yeah. myself, uh, myself, yeah. I think that was the pre-internet age, right? I, I believe that was, mm. you know, or the early internet age when it's still not, you know, broadband and all that, you know, we can actually watch TV on, on the internet and all that. So, you know, mm. internet was pretty much, you know, I send an email to you, you send email to me and yeah. dial-up technology, each oh. <laughs> Right? Um, so, I guess what I really enjoy about those days is where everyone is watching the same show, oh, you yeah, know? Yep. Mm. Go to school the next day, hey, do you watch yesterday's episode of, you know, Transformers whatever yep. so we're all on the same page uh. yeah 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 it's a topic oh, yeah. of discussion yes yep. yeah and if you miss it you miss it you know yeah. that's always the cause of arguments in families yeah. <laughs> yeah. now now yeah <laughs> everyone yeah. is watching their stuff oh yeah you know communication wise speaking as a communications lecturer I tell you oh media is fragmented not everybody is watching the same thing anymore <laughs> uh, yeah yeah 
Uh, even in terms of uh, racial integration, I guess back then, you know, uh, Saturday afternoons, I think we watch yep. Bollywood shows, uh, and then sometimes you tune in. It got Malay show, Malay people be watching TVB shows. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just know each other shows more. I, I mean, I also watch like scenario, be my be my tang tu or that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now now no way uh, We would never turn into tune into Astoria. They would never tune into. Walai toy or whatever. Yeah. So different topic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gone. Suppose, gone. Yeah. Off track. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. 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 The next thing I want to ask is that, um, or rather tell you is that I, I actually subscribe to your dark humor. I actually like the uh, your dark humorous takes on everyday Malaysian life, again politics. Okay, that people can relate to. I think. You know, like what you say, like the, the more frustrated we are, the angrier we are. You know, there is more to laugh. There's more materials to uh, make a joke out of it, a satire, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And more recently, I noticed the subjects of the meme have gotten a little bit more political. So it's it's going down that quasi uh, siswa <laughs> uh, famireza kind of uh, um, angle already. I'm I'm not saying that it's it's so. Um, you know, drastic and so punk yet lah. But you know, um, it's moving a bit political now. Was this a conscious decision on your part, or was it something that you found yourself gradually uh, sliding into that <laughs> that black hole or something like that? <laughs> Especially now that the Malaysian political scene is becoming a lot more complicated in that way. Uh yes, definitely unintentional. Uh, I I would not consider myself a very politically savvy person. Uh, a lot of times, I'm always catching up after the thing happens. Uh. Uh, but but yeah, I think in the past few months, uh, this was something that resonated a lot with many Malaysians. Uh. The whole frustration of our political scene, uh, and even other content creators were doing a lot of stuff, memes uh, about about the politics and right. uh, people were talking a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, how I usually uh, find get material for my ideas, one way I always start is to look at Twitter, what's trending. <laughs> and uh, if that thing is trending, I, I get a good gauge. Okay, this is what people are interested in, they're talking about. So I think those few months like, oh, every day or something new about the politics, about the COVID situation mm. and all that. But I think, uh, and thankfully, uh, yes, slowed down a bit recently. Uh, right. Things are becoming more stable, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe people <laughs> bored already, don't care. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking to moving to uh, more topics lah, rather than just politics. Uh, can We can talk about social issues and so forth. Uh, uh, I mean, re- recently also, we have heard a lot of very worrying kind of issues in Malaysia. Uh, even things like uh, mental health and so on. Oh, yeah. So I mm. think, yeah, I think I, I will look to do uh, more topics. Lah. Right. Because like you said, politics can be quite a black hole, you know. Uh, right. not everyone will agree with you. Some things that we find funny, people might not think it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be scary. It can be scary. I, in fact, I personally have received uh, messages, DMs like, "Hey, uh, why, why are you saying all this? I'm gonna report your account." So, oh, a bit scary lah when I read all this. Right, right. Yeah, especially coming from like what you said, someone who is not politically savvy. Then, of course, you know, um, at first you probably hear all these things as empty threats, 
Well, we don't know whether they're empty or not. Lah. That's a worrying thing, right? I mean, they could be for real and they could be, you know, um, operating on somebody else's party, your, your, you know, another party or something like that. So yeah. sometimes it's hard to tell because, you know, and not everyone is out there, you know, to have the best intentions and all that. Lah. I guess, you know, um, Malaysia is, is still like that, lah, unfortunately, that, you know, sometimes... Mm-hmm. Uh, things get a bit messy. Things get a bit complicated. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. So I I will see the role of my art as somewhat of a mirror to the society. Like what what's going on? What people are talking about? Then I'll just oh, okay capture that and share it in a uh, humorous or creative way. Mm. Uh, I I without giving too much of my own take on it. Right. Yeah. So broader topics lah, apart from just politics. Yeah. Yeah. But then broader topics will be like, like you said, social issues and all that. And sometimes it will be quite difficult to make like, you know, matters of mental health or or COVID a little bit humorous because well, that topic itself is not supposed to be humorous. So mm. um, you may have, you know, a challenge there or maybe you have to be really super creative like, to be able to, you know, think out of something that you can still, you know, bring hope or bring light to uh, people who are, you know, maybe a bit upset because, you know, they've been stuck at home for too long, you know, mental health is affected, you know, lack of human interaction or maybe uh, COVID, especially when you, when, you know, COVID is still very, it's still a raw wound, like, as, I, as I call it, like, because, you know, um, we know of someone who may have lost someone, you know, during this COVID pandemic and all that, right? Yeah, so mm. I guess we have to trade it with a little bit more sensitivity in that way, lah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, because I see my comics as uh, maybe some of them are funny, but some I also go towards the more uh, storytelling or inspiring kind of direction. So, right. uh, yeah, like I said, certain topics we can uh, poke fun at. Uh, or even just that relatability. Sometimes relatability is the comedy where, yep. hey, I feel the same way. I went through that. Ha ha ha. Just just like mirroring what people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, yeah, it will be more of a, a statement piece. I'll say like right. like uh, something to to be more inspiring or motivational. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I'm still figuring things out. Yeah. So. Yeah, let, let's see where things go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another thing for you to figure out is this. Okay, what are your future plans with the mockumentary uh, political satire? So you were thinking of, okay, maybe not get sucked into a black hole so much. Okay, so maybe that's one thing that you might want to consciously look at. Now, do you intend to use the content to monetize it or maybe, you know, like like our local Malaysian cartoonist LUT okay maybe compile it into a printed comic or maybe work with you know I don't know political parties even you know to use your art as you know uh, well I won't use the word as a symbol of protest but you know use your art for political satires lah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that uh because my comics are telling a message so I believe uh, many parties can uh, use messaging uh, be it uh, brands political parties okay that one could be a different area to threat uh, or NGOs or anything so I'll say I would look forward to working with people who, who are interested to deliver a certain message uh, I, I have 
collaborated with uh, one or two brands uh, to to kind of like deliver certain messages. Uh. Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of uh, printing my artwork and all that, uh, I feel that for for that, I will still need to figure out my identity because right now my work is a little quite ad hoc like here there so perhaps I'll need to come up with certain uh, characters or settings like like Lad is famous for Kampong Boy so right, right. we'll see Kampong Boy certain characters you know it's him mm-hmm. so yeah perhaps in future I can work towards that developing a certain style or characters which people can identify right, uh, right. then I can move into that aspect lah, more right. merchandising or whatever right. but I will feel I think if my comics were human, I'm now at the teenager phase, 13, 14 years <laughs> so, yeah, right. Discovering my identity, who am I? Rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, don't get in too much trouble. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it, had, it still needs to go to higher education before it goes in, into, adult, <laughs> into adulthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you notice that a lot of our local Malaysian artists also started that way, right? Whether they are cartoonists on a newspaper, but of course, the newspaper medium is now, you know, pretty much, you know, um, uh, subscription is decreasing and of course it's getting a bit obsolete as a medium so now you have you know your, your instagram and your facebook page so who knows maybe this may you um you may even have a, a website maybe maybe not necessarily a, a a printed comic and all that but a website with your your work on it yeah i guess mm-hmm. probably facebook page will encapsulate that lah. but um what I'm trying to say is that um, a lot of our local Malaysian cartoonists also started along that line, right? Like Lat, like um, you know, Boy uh, Chiming. I think you're familiar with him. Mm, right? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the and, one that I really look up to also recently is uh, Ernest, the mm-hmm. COVID ball that. So oh, yeah. yeah, I've also seen yeah how he also he's been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think he really got his breakthrough with COVID ball. And uh, he has so I think three four volumes of his books, and and other books as well. So, right. yeah yeah, very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Where to next for mockumentary? <laughs> immediate uh, as the immediate uh, future. I think the the most immediate plans would be to find my identity mm-hmm. and also to uh, grow my my pages lah. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Okay. Grow, grow it in a way where uh, people, you know, people know like, oh, okay, what you stand for, mm-hmm. what are you trying to uh, say, who who are you, why why you matter, who are you and why you, yeah, mm-hmm. I think these are the key things. Okay, now, um, what advice would you give someone who is interested in, you know, drawing their own comics or putting their own artwork on social media? What advice would you give? Um, these uh, budding artists um i would say okay same with any creative and endeavor uh find references like like people that you really look up to oh i i like his style i like what he's done and you know break it down what what makes it work and don't be afraid to copy not not plagiarism you know copy and post as your own <laughs> but uh copy the the structure the philosophy of it Right. Yeah, if you like a certain way he draws the expressions, then yeah, just follow, copy, and and learn. And as you copy, eventually you will learn your own style, and then you right. apply it. Yeah. So I, I think just do it. Is as cliche as it sounds. 
just get started and do it and you, you might not get uh, success immediately but uh, as you go along you will find your way there's a Chinese saying which I like uh, uh, okay right for a cow to look for a horse Right. So, yeah, Chinese proverbs are always like that. Sounds so kampong, <laughs> but it's so full of wisdom. Yeah. So just just start with a horse, uh, a cow, and then as you ride the cow, you do not go where, go go here, go there. You suddenly become a horse. Yeah. And if it doesn't become a horse, well, at least you you had a good ride. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not Cantonese, so I, I I wouldn't know that 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 Chinese body bahasa and all that. So, <laughs> but that is a new one to me. I I guess you know for for those who are who are familiar with Cantonese, they probably would know this. But yeah, that is uh very enlightening for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Confucius moment. I know, right? I, I I sit here um interviewing you and talking about uh your comics, your you know creative artwork, and I'm. <laughs> Getting my mind blown a couple of times during this uh, session. So wow, you know, um, you can find wisdom and and you know um, knowledge in the most unexpected places. Not to say that <laughs> not to say that comics are a dumb thing or not and all that because it is definitely not. It definitely helps people to get through difficult times and all that. And for that, I think all of us are thankful that you know you have you know used your artwork for. Um, the greater good life, I suppose, in, in a way that you you make people happy, you make people, you know, being able to laugh at our <laughs> our at laugh at being uh, Malaysians and the inefficiencies and you know how you know um, we can laugh at ourselves and 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 all and I think that is just excellent, you know, what you are doing and what you have done, right? Um, it started off with the don't let your dreams become memes, and then um, now with uh, so many of these. Uh, you know, movie artwork parodies and all that, and I, I think still think that, you know, this is a very um, entertaining and a very fun thing that you have, you know, started. And I think a lot of Malaysians are definitely finding joy in it, especially in difficult times and all. So thank you so much, Daniel, for your contribution to the art scene in Malaysia. Thank you so much for uh this uh, evening in fact you know meeting uh, me up and of course uh, having this conversation yeah I thought it's excellent yeah so much I learned from you alright thank you so for having me I, I really you know it, it's it's always fun lah, to just come and, and share with people about my thoughts and all that and to yep. hear also your thoughts yeah <laughs> yeah so discuss much. with a fellow geek about, <laughs> about <laughs> yeah about cartoons, cartoons. and comics, you know <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, fellow 80s, 80s geek. I think we're showing our age here. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the cartoons are from 80s, not uh, us, huh? Yeah, the 2000s, son. Okay, then I'm really showing my age. Go <laughs> <laughs> conversations.